Here's what's coming up on this week's show. I'm not sure quite how romantic that is, Jade, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, yeah, my husband loves that. <laughs> oh, I've got a great idea all of a sudden. Yeah, sorry, Hang sorry, on a sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> the Beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Now, if you're listening to us for the first time today, or whether you're not, make sure you go and hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on future episodes. And let us know what you think about the show too. Leave us your comments, continue the conversation on our social media channels, and we'll give you the details for that at the end. And um, don't forget to leave us a review too because it helps to big us up in podcast land. That'll be really good. It's our second year of broadcasting, Claire. Second year. Who would have thought from those initial conversations that we'd be sitting here today? So last week we celebrated our first birthday. So we're starting off year two with an episode that I can't believe we haven't covered already. Yeah, absolutely. I don't quite know how this one has passed us by. But um, I think probably actually it's maybe come to light more now because we've been doing a lot more online working and we've been relying a lot more on how we portray ourselves as businesses via our social media platforms. Yeah, we have done a lot of social media type episodes in the past about specific things. We've done one on LinkedIn. We've done one on email marketing, uh, on websites, a whole bunch of different things that sort of dip into different aspects of social media. But one thing we haven't covered yet is how you come up with all the ideas that you need to post stuff on social media in the first place. Yeah, it's all very well saying, you know, utilize these tools and this is what they can do. But actually what happens at the bit at the beginning when we're actually thinking about what we post it's all very well at working well but actually how do we come up with the ideas and content to put it out there yeah so how do you come up with the ideas how do you keep coming up with ideas and when you've had the ideas what do you do with them next that's all the things we're going to be discussing in this week's episode and who's joining us today we're going to be talking to jade foster jarrett and jade is a social media and content creator and um yeah jade's going to be sharing some ideas and her top tips with us as to how we can actually generate those ideas in order to put them to great use to achieve the outcomes that we want to on social media this is the Big Little Business Show. Now, the first thing I think we need to, to establish here is obviously it's important to be present on social media, but it can get really overwhelming, can't it? Absolutely. With all the options out there and choices and it's a very noisy market, understandably, and I get this too, I get extremely overwhelmed by it all. So it's trying to manage that overwhelm. Um, and not get to that point. I think a lot of it is as well. We're, we're, we're aware of what it can do, but we need to, at the same time, ask it to do certain things. You know, we are in control of that. So we may have the ideas, but sometimes the implication of those, you know, is, is very often misunderstood. Um, in terms of how often we should be um, posting on social media, is there something that you would suggest, you know, would be a good place to start for people in terms of how frequently we use it? Yeah, so to start with, with anybody that's new on there or starting again, I always recommend to do five posts a week that could be two a two a day so, so two two and one just so that you've got an idea if you do need to post every single day because that's obviously where the overwhelm then starts you've got to then find all the content for every single day um, and that doesn't necessarily mean to post five posts on your facebook page it could be a mixture of um posting um, an image on your instagram grid and then it could be a few stories i don't actually always post every single day i now post three times a week because that works for me and my 
audience. So you've got to find that balance of being present and showing up but without overwhelming yourself or your audience too, because they don't necessarily get bored of you if they're completely interested in what you do. It's just um, you're going to find that you get completely overwhelmed, run out of content and then shut down and don't do any of it. And then I guess you you end up posting for the sake of posting as opposed to the quality post. Yeah. Oh, yes. So for some people, the thought of posting five different things every single week is like, oh my goodness, how am I going to come up with all those ideas? But it doesn't have to be that that many it also doesn't have to be five different ideas every week, does it? No, absolutely not. You know, we've got, if you've taken that time to write out all that content anyway, you can repurpose that over and over again. Because don't forget, not everybody is going to see your post the minute you post it. As we say, you know, social media is really noisy, really overcrowded. Um, so, you know, you might worry that, oh, well, I've already posted about that topic. Well, you can post that again the following week because and try a different time because, you know, you don't want to keep coming up with new content all the time. And I think that's what people are guilty of doing. I need new content. I need new content content but you've already got the content there you've taken that time to find it write it out post it if it didn't work once as well you know you can turn it into a video format or you can turn it into a blog or you can post it as an instagram story you know it's about managing that content and um that way you'll also manage your overwhelm at the same time yeah, this is a really good uh, tactic and this is something I do quite a lot as well. So if I've got content to write or I've got a post to put out, I might start by writing a blog and maybe I'll do things like, I don't know, five ways to look better on video for argument's sake or whatever it might be. If I've got five different reasons, that's five weeks worth of content, five different posts I've got there and a blog. Absolutely. And I don't know if you find that when you're um, writing that content out or putting it out there, I normally come up with some sort of... Um, sentence that that's a song lyric or I don't know something that I rhymed and didn't realize it and and I go oh I'm just going to take that actual wording and it wasn't done on purpose it was by accident and use that as a completely separate post as well and I think once you start getting creative and just get started on that one thing like you say you've got you know probably five weeks worth of content there and then probably more than that actually double that because then you can change the formats that you put them out in as well yeah I mean I found especially the last 12 to 18 months where I mean I I haven't ever scheduled posts um but I like to just think about what's happening in the here and now. So what's happening in the world of business, you know, and my goodness, we've gone through such an unpredictable time that I think of my posts, which probably isn't ideal, literally there and then every day. Um, And it's it's really quite um, interesting to see the um, well, I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are, actually, in real time posting in real time and things that are current do you think that has a very firm place or do you still think it's better to go back with scheduling posts no I think there's a fine balance there because again it does depend on what business you're in but when it's very news heavy um, and it's tailored to your audience and, and your, your audience can relate to that so they'll see that you've got your finger on the pulse um, it's very relatable I remember um, last year when just just probably the week before the pandemic um, shut us down, lockdown, um, and I'd had scheduled out about two or three weeks worth of posts because I think I had a launch going on or something, um, and then lockdown hit, and none of my posts were relevant. They they just they just didn't fit in, even though they were great posts and I loved them. I was very excited. I I literally had I remember unscheduling them all, and what I did instead was explain to my clients what it was that I was now doing. You know whether that was taking it online or having Zoom meetings. You know I was still operating. I think it's great to keep your audience up 
stated, um, but I don't necessarily feel that you have to comment on politics or uh, things that are going to trigger people unless that is your line of business. Um, but definitely real-time content. Let's say we're starting with a blank piece of paper and you've got to come up with some ideas. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Where do you think the most important place to draw your ideas comes from? Now, I would say it comes from understanding who your audience is and understanding what they want, what they like, what they don't like, their needs and the service you offer at the same time. So you're never straying too far away from those two topics. What do you think? Yeah, the, the thing you've missed there is I think drawing on our own experiences too. So yes, probably the most important thing is obviously your audience because that's who you're posting for. But I think we get so caught up in our target audience and what they want and their needs, which is absolutely important. And I do stress that. But we've set up our business for a reason and it comes from experience. Why did we set that business up? What is it we want to do and serve? What is our story? And I think people, I mean, it's it's not as easy to just put your story out there and off you go because we feel quite um, intimidated or worried what people are going to think of us. So for me, I think it's about telling my story and, and letting people um, automatically come to me through that and relate to me. And then when I've got their attention, then I relate it back to them and yes, twist it around on them and say, what is it you need from me? What do you want to hear now that you know where I've come from, why I'm doing it, what my experience is, um, then I can tailor and tweak my content towards the audience and their needs. People get quite caught up in the whole, I don't know what my audience needs. I don't know what they want. And because it, it's such a hard thing to try and change your mindset. You know, we, we automatically post out there and look at our product and we've got this service and, and forget uh, the human interaction and that comes from both ends that comes from the audience and yourself as well I believe I know that you know some of the people that I speak to and it's an incredible um, valuable tool to outsource your social media of course but then at the same time I think it's important that you keep that personal element and that it is written like it has come from you rather than just splashing out lots of information and lots of facts because people won't resonate with that as well they need to see who's behind behind all of that I guess is what I'm saying yeah and there needs to be a balance I think as well doesn't there I mean I know I totally get what you're saying Jade personality is really important if people want to be able to do business with you they've got to be able to there's that no like and trust thing but at the same time you don't want to be all doing that and not doing anything else and then the, the same thing you don't want to be talking about your services and not doing any of the personality stuff either it needs to be a bit of a balance doesn't it yeah I think this is where a plan comes in because then you're not focusing on you know all about you all about your audience all about about selling there's got to be a fine balance and like I say that's where the plan starts and then you've got um, an idea of and a mixture of those sorts of um, conversations and content that you're going to put out it's going to be clearer for your audience and it's also going to be clearer for you so that you don't get too caught up in that one thing that one conversation that one you know form of content and it's a real it's a real fine balance, which is what I try to sort of get across to people is, is have a mixture. A few weeks ago, we had Tracy on the show. And this has reminded me a little bit about the episode that we had with Tracy, which was about how to sell a boring product. Because of course, it's going to be much easier if you've got something that's colourful and maybe visual. But actually, when you're trying to promote a product that maybe is not quite as exciting, and um, we talked about uh, brainstorming. Um, which is an excellent way to come up with ideas as well. So if somebody's feeling a little bit lost, would you suggest that would be a good start for them to try to think outside the box a little bit to get a balance of what we've just talked about? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because if you try and force it as well, the the the, the content out of your head, it's it's not it's not going to feel sort of natural. So I've got hundreds and hundreds of notebooks and I've always got one sitting next to me on the sofa and I'll probably draw inspiration from the most unlikeliest of things. It could be a program I'm watching, something my kid did, um, a sentence I heard, whatever it might be. And I'll write that down in the moment and I'll come back to it um, after a while and see how I can tailor that to fit with something that I serve, you know, or, or do. Um, but brainstorming is where it kind of begins. And it's a kind of a passion of mine because once you open that lid and that box of um, ideas and you start writing and you do the obvious things first and it could be things about yourself and your story your audience needs etc you start to open up literally like pandora's box it's like turning on a tap isn't it yeah yeah you, you can't you can't squeeze it out without opening the tap but once you sort of open your mind and uh... since when do you squeeze a tap to get water out <laughs> well, i don't know it depends what kind of tap you've got really doesn't it I, I, you could squeeze a tap i my taps aren't like that. Uh, all right turn a tap claire thank you that's better what was going to go on to say is, yeah, that's why a lot of people say that things like meditation or going for a run or all those kind of taking the dog for a walk, all those kind of mindless tasks are where you come up with your great ideas because you're not thinking about a whole load of other stuff. So if you dedicate some time to brainstorming, you're, it's like turning the tap on, isn't it? Yeah, and you're not forcing it then as well. You know, um, it's easy to do that. I've got to get content out. I've really got to think, think of something. Come on, come on. And it's, you know, that it's that's really difficult to do and really hard and you're not going to get your best ideas there. I find that they come from, um, yeah, just brainstorming um, and also keeping your eyes open and looking around you and kind of tuning in. It sounds a bit woo-woo. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of woo-woo. Rainbow land. <laughs> Tune in to your inner surroundings. But um, I find that, like I say, it could be something my kids have done. It could be something somebody has said. It could be, um, I don't know, something that's been in my house the whole time and I never realised I could turn that into content. And that might come natural for me, but it took a long time to... to um, change my mindset into looking around me because there is content ideas everywhere it's a bit like a muscle isn't it in the more the more you do this the easier it becomes yeah, and yeah. exactly right you've got to nurture that muscle and make it grow have you heard of the uh, the red car principle oh no so you decided you need a new car and you think well, i want to buy a red mini uh, and then you've decided you want to buy a red mini you haven't bought it yet but it doesn't matter wherever you drive all you see is red minis oh yes oh i just so relate to that you're thinking about the red minis so you're seeing all the red minis yeah. and it's a bit like that isn't it because if you open your mind to sort of thinking about content ideas and ideas that can market your business you, you've opened the flood doors you've lift, lifted the lid off or whatever you want to call it but suddenly all that stuff starts, starts to come in doesn't it I, I know exactly what you mean with this because actually our content is around us every single day from what we see the conversations that we have the way that we're feeling the experiences it's all content but it's just I guess maybe people well I know that I found it really difficult how do you convert that and transfer it into a post that is going to be relatable to your business maybe it's that middle bit that people struggle with yeah I, I can relate to that too and I was saying to somebody the other the other day they were telling me a story and I said oh my gosh like you've got content right there and they're like well that's got nothing to do with my audience and I said that's part and parcel of your day your you know something happened to you and she missed the bus and then everything just went wrong from there and I said turn that into content and you know find um I know it's easy for me to say but find something at the end of it it's a lesson learned 
So there's a lesson in everything or um, a mantra in everything or a metaphor in everything. I said, Are you in- going woo-woo again, Jade? Yeah, I am, aren't I? <laughs> You're yeah, going woo-woo. Going a bit woo-woo but- <laughs> you might want to hold her back, Claire. <laughs> I never used to be either. But, you know, um, from the simplest of things to <laughs> doing this podcast to... Um, you know, my husband's setting up the microphone for me. I could turn that into content, you know, not think too hard about it either. Because if you're thinking too hard and, and I get this too, I just write that off and come back to it another day. That could almost be the subheader for this episode is don't overthink it. Yes, that's it. Don't overthink it. And and I am guilty of doing that too. Um, me too. Yeah, I think we all are. When you, Especially if you're a bit creative. Creative brains are always a little bit over-analytical as well, aren't they? Yes, definitely. And always switched on as well. And um, even, you know, the worst, as, as I say, I sometimes get my best ideas when I'm just drifting off to sleep. So I always recommend keeping a notebook by the bed. Well, that I must think, be a nightmare. You drift <gasps> off to sleep. You go, oh, that's a great idea. And suddenly you're awake again. <laughs> yeah. And I do this thing where I tell myself, like, I repeat, I repeat it and I go, oh, you'll remember that in the morning because it's not worth really getting out of bed for and writing it down, is it? And then I wake up the next day and I don't remember it and it was a great idea. Yeah. I'm not sure quite how romantic that is, Jay, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, yeah, my husband loves that. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> oh, I've got a great idea all of a sudden. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to go and write this down. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, so um, in in terms of coming up with other content ideas, um, actually I'm a little bit rubbish with this part in terms of maybe utilising what's already um, available and topics that are being talked about, such as International Women's Day. Um, trying to think of some more days now. That's the only one I could think of. Well, there was Mental Health Awareness Week, wasn't there, a little while ago? Mental Health Week. Yeah. yeah, Mental Health Awareness Week, all these things. See, that just proves my point that I don't do it. There's one of those every day, isn't there? There is. A nas- National Day for every single day. So what I say to my clients is I would probably only pick one or two a month that are relevant to your business um, because, there, is, like you say, there is a national day for everything. There's National Guinea Pig Day. There's National Have a Cup of Tea Day. What happens on that day? Do all the guinea pigs get together and have a cup of tea or something? It's <laughs> like a coffee morning for guinea pigs. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I don't know how they pick the mugs up, though, because they haven't got opposable thumbs. I'm not quite sure how that would work. <laughs> Funny. Have we taken it too far now? No, I've got an yes. image of okay, a guinea good. pig like <laughs> and having English tea and a, like a scone and everything. Yeah. It's going on in my and head. Hat on it, yeah. um, I think that obviously we've got mental health awareness and that's a week, not just a day. So if you're in the um, well-being um, industry, I think that's a really good one to touch on and show your expertise. That's getting your knowledge out there and showing people that you are an expert in your field. And obviously it's a very important topic to talk about anyway. When you've got something silly that might be, you know, like pizza day or they're normally food related, actually. Um, guinea pigs. Yeah, guinea pigs. That's not, not that that's food related. <laughs> We're not condoning eating guinea pigs. No, <laughs> you can't eat guinea pigs. But, well, you know, it's it's about um, don't force those national days. I do see some people um, sort of make this mistake and have national days like every day because it relates to their business. But, you know, your audience have got to tune into it. It's quite a fun thing as well to... Um, bring into your content that's kind of comes under the entertainment format because I think that you should have a few different things a bit of educational um, posts some informative posts and then a little bit of fun and entertainment and to stop people scrolling past your your feed and to go oh I didn't know it was guinea pig day or chocolate day trying to engage with your audience and if you think that you know you're just posting that national day for the sake of it it's not really going to engage with your audience and it's going to be quite wasted but at the same time 
Um, you can naturally attract people to you if you're using a national day um, on Instagram because they use specific hashtags for that awareness day or that national day. So you can find new followers through that. Um, but I would just recommend being very sporadic with it and just picking one or two main ones each month because um, they can do wonders for your business at the same time as damage it, you know, and, and um, just be posting it again it comes back to that posting for the sake of posting really and filling those gaps and like we said earlier on i mean you're right it needs to be a balance of all these things so you don't end up uh leaning on one particular topic category i mean unless that strongly relates to your business so if your business is current affairs led then you're going to be posting news topics more frequently perhaps but then repeating yourself is actually quite can also be quite a good idea because it breeds familiarity doesn't it now i do this thing on my own feed um every friday i post it's really simple post what was the best thing about your week it gives me an opportunity to tell people a little bit about what i'm up to and it might be work related it might not but the response I get from that is massive because people just love talking about themselves. Yeah, and I think it's it's also tying in with that consistency as well. They're going to expect it from you. And if you don't put that post up that week, no pressure, um, but they're going to wonder what's happened or they're going to feel probably a little bit disappointed because they wanted to tell you that they've had a good week this week because they might not have had one the week before. And like you say, we do like to talk about ourselves. And if, if that's something that comes that's easy for people, they don't have to think too hard. So it's not like asking, you know, what, um, what was number one in February 1979? Yeah, yeah or general <laughs> knowledge. It's literally about them. Can I tell you that answer now? Yeah, do you know that answer, Jay? I'm going to go. Could be Blondie. <laughs> Don't know. I'm going to look it up. Come on, you should know, Jay. Do you okay. know I wasn't born. Oh, I'm going to go for, um, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm looking it up now. 1979 number ones. Yeah, you're going to have to find out because that's going to bug us otherwise. Right. So what are you going to what are you going to go for, Jade? I'm going to go something by T Rex. Maybe uh, Mark Bolan was dead by then. <laughs> oh, was he dead by then? <laughs> yeah. All right. What about um um uh, soft sale? No. Do you know what? You were right with your first answer, Blondie. What Blondie? Blondie, Heart of Glass, number one, <gasps> end of January what? 1979. Really. I should have stuck with my heart to that would have said atomic, but okay. Yeah, how did you do that? Gosh, that's impressive. Nice little diversion there. See, no, if you ask me that sort of question, yes, I'll try and um, I'd love to guess, but that's because you know that that would be you tapping into your audience. But if you're asking people how their week's been and they haven't had a good week, you know, some people feel comfortable saying, well, you know, it's not been a good week today and other people can relate and will jump on and say, oh, you know, have you tried this or sorry to hear that or, you know, show a bit of empathy. Um, if they've had a good week, they want to kind of show it off and it makes you human. I think it, inc- it creates some, <clears throat> excuse me, some inclusivity and some positivity as well. So um, it all too often, you know, some can get a little bit stuck in maybe sort of the more negative connotations of their business, but actually celebrating the good things and the positive things actually, I guess, indirectly then creates a positive reflection um, on you. Yeah, and we definitely need more positivity on social media. It's very heavy um, at the moment. Oh, yeah, Everyone's right. got an opinion on everything, um, and it would just be nice to break up that news feed and have something a little bit more lighter, light entertainment. I've just discovered this pen that I've got. I'm just, I've been fiddling with a pen while we're talking and I just pulled the, I, I do this a lot. I have to have something to fiddle with. I've, I'm playing 
started with a pen. Maybe it's the ex-smoker in me. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I, I just lifted the end off this pen and it's got a rubber on the end of it. Oh, my gosh. You need to get out, Paul. You really so you do. So you write a start. I'm going to try this down. Try this out. There say, might be content so, in there somewhere, So Paul. I can, I can like write discovery. that. Yeah, see? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's always got to be content. Right, let's see if I can rub it out. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no, no. That's really cool. <laughs> My God, it's not a rubber, it's a highlighter. It's a highlighter. Oh, my God. So I can write something down oh. and then put a box around it. I'm impressed. I want one. I want that one. was a free pen given to me by First National, the trains people. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, bless them. I'm going to put an order in. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Love that. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, something to do with content. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. What is, yeah. I could ask, what is evergreen content? So it's content that works all year round. It's, um, I'll try and give you an example. Let me think of something because I've gone completely blank. It would be something like, well, a bit like asking how people there their week is or um, how how old their children are and that's something that you can repurpose it's something that will work all year round so it's not um, date specific god it's really hard to explain mm. it that that's really no yeah. that's a really good way of explaining it Jay. I get that. and I do this an awful awful lot with video because obviously video is a bit more labour intensive than just putting a graphic out or a yeah. photograph yeah. Um, so you want it to be evergreen and timeless because then you can use it over and over again uh, I mean I'm st- I still post out videos that i I made two, three years oh, ago. brilliant. Yeah, I just, because you've got your content that you need to keep up with the trends and keep up with the times, etc. And you can always update old posts that you thought were evergreen um, that still might work, but you just need to tweak it a little bit, which I do quite a lot with blogs. Um, but then you've got the content that is literally just evergreen content. I'm trying to give you an example and I can't think of anything, but it would just be something, I mean, it could be as simple as your services, really. You know, if your services never change, um, that is evergreen content. It's going to be, constantly like that so that your audience remember you when they're ready to buy from you it's the same service same product every single time but when you're going a bit more generic and you're talking about your expertise educational stuff informative information um you can you know um set a what do you call it i've gone completely blank like a folder (laughs) for that for just evergreen content um, hmm. And I'm just trying to think of an example, but I'm I'm not doing very well at that. If you're stuck for an idea one week, you're you're scheduling out some posts, and oh, I need something for Wednesday. Can't think of anything. I said over to the evergreen folder and see if I can pull something out and recycle it. That's it. Put that out exactly, and that's probably a good example actually of filling the gaps in a proper way. So not just posting for the sake of posting it. You've already stored that content up, and that can also probably come from curated content, which is content that other people have written about. It could be news articles, blog posts, um, that sort of thing, and you curate all that content into another folder. And again, as long as it's relatable, you can turn that into evergreen content. You can put your own opinion on it, or you could just, as long as you credit people, um, put that out there and just say, I found this really interesting. I thought it might be helpful for you. Um, there's a lot of evergreen content in other people's posts. Um, yeah, and you've picked up on something really important there is actually that's a good place to get ideas yeah. is look at what other people are doing in your market. Absolutely. Obviously, we don't... Um, copy others no um but um draw inspiration from yeah draw inspiration and put your own take on it so look there's no new idea really out there there isn't you can't sit there coming up with the newest idea because it's probably probably been done before in some way or another oh, i don't know that cheese with a bit with the bits of cranberry and that was quite a new idea or, or your pen with the with <laughs> yeah my pen with another pen on the end i mean that's that's a really good new idea but where did they get that idea from so you know it's drawn on other things it's drawn from inspiration or a need of course but um you know nothing really on on instagram facebook is new 
you know, um, you've got Instagram Reels copying TikTok and, you know, it, nothing's new out there. It's just new ways of doing it. So in terms of that with content, it's taking somebody else's article or point of view, opinion, and turning it into something that A, your audience can relate to and B, you can share your own opinion of as well, as long as, again, it's relatable to your target market one of the best ways of finding you know new content and you're stuck for inspiration is to go and, and see what other people are doing and that could be scrolling on your news feed and saying i like or i like the way she did that i don't know that post i'd like i might you know borrow that and turn it into something you know from for myself or yes taking somebody else's opinion and you know either commenting back or um sharing your own thoughts on it yeah, do your own cover version. Yeah, yeah, love your own cover love version. That, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I might use that, see? <laughs> Obviously, where you got that pen from, Paul, so you are their target audience because you were, could, could barely contain yourself when you realised that it had a highlighter on the end. I, I don't care about their trains, but if they're going to go into pen production, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> it's a surprise, isn't it? I hope everyone's following this, by the way, because, you know, <laughs> it's just, it is going a bit wayward in places, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, what about then? Uh, story sharing um, and story um, telling. So we uh, had a recent episode with Amy. Um, I recall the title was "How to How to Sell with a Story." So basically, the the power of understanding maybe how your audience will relate to what it is that you do, um, creating a story around that, whether it be um, you know on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, or blogs as well. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that has a very firm place with? your own content would you recommend maybe doing it on a regular basis what do you what do you think about that jade yeah i think that that comes back to the relatable content and if you've got a story to tell tell it um and that some people find that really difficult because if it's a um, i like to share some personal experiences and stories from the past they're not always all happy and jolly um but i am sharing them for a reason and the reason is normally either because it's relatable or i feel i need to get something out or there's a moral in the story that you know there's a reason that i'm i'm, I'm saying it um i think that um when you're storytelling it needs to be compelling and um said in your own voice and not somebody else's so like i like i'm talking to you guys now i would be explaining to you my story and just you know dropping words in that i particularly used but i think storytelling is a huge importance to stand out on social media and something you said that actually about it's not always um sort of you know roses it's not always you know perfection um, and I think actually that's equally as important because showing your vulnerabilities, I, well, I believe anyway, is a huge strength because, you know, it's not the situation, Some or not always, but, you know, sometimes when a situation presents itself, you know, it's how we respond. But actually, it's OK to also not be OK. Seeing that stuff is actually quite refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, because it's actually, you know, if you're having a bad day, well, it's not just me having a bad day, other people are having a bad day. And I always say to people, if you're having a rubbish day, then... It's okay if you're having a rubbish day, but it's about, you know, picking yourself back up from that when the time is right for you. Like you say, social media isn't all roses. And I think people get caught up in this, how I've got to show that I'm having a good day, even though I'm not, you know, and I've got to show where I am today. Look, check me out. I'm having afternoon tea or whatever it might be. And I feel it's really important to show people, you know, that I'm a mum. I know what it's like. I mean, that makes me relatable to my audience. I, I, target mums you know and I'm a mum too and I'm going through some troubles here with you know child number one or you know you don't have to name names or anything like that but you are human 
and um, social media should be social. And in that social interaction, like you do when you go down the pub with your friends, remember that, would sit and we would they'd say, how are you? And you would say, oh, gosh, you know, I've, I've had a, a really tough time with so-and-so. or And you start telling that story. And that's what social media is trying to push more um, because I think we all got lost in the, the show-off game and the influencer game. <laughs> People see through it, though, Jade. I really do feel they do. This, this, this is something that uh, you'll uh, you'll relate to this, Jade, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen it too, Claire. Uh, a lot of people tend to post. When I say a lot of people, but there is there is a, a brand of people on on Instagram who will post a nice picture of themselves, which might be professionally shot, and then the comment, the the yeah, the text that they're putting with that picture is absolutely nothing to do with the picture. Yeah, I always <laughs> say that when you're putting content out, and you know, our social media managers or content strategists, whatever you want to call us, always say, always say, sorry, that. Every post that you put out there has to have a reason behind it and not just because we say you've got a post. You know, your audience don't know that you've, you know, you've got to put a post out today. We're all so busy with our own lives. We're not actually thinking, oh, I haven't seen you today. Where's she been? You know, we're not. Jay doesn't post this so much today. I'm not going to follow her anymore. No, exactly. I mean, sometimes I actively go and look for certain celebrities if they haven't shown up that day. That's just me stalking. But, um, <laughs> you know, no one. <laughs> no one's actually going to be like, well, Jade, you haven't posted today. Your business is going to close tomorrow. So it's about taking some time, like take take a step back, taking some time out and really thinking, well, what, what do I want my audience to do? What is the purpose of me posting a shot of me on the beach today? Look, I'm not the most professional of people, but I am human and relatable. And I just think it's about getting that message across that show the good and the bad and I normally show some of the bad sides when I'm on. I think I had a cold a few weeks ago, and I showed how disgusting I looked. Did you have a snot moustache? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't show oh, that. Don't. Maybe it wasn't that far. I, mean, I hate that word, snot. Don't say that word. <laughs> but no. Yeah, well, yeah, when we say show the bad bits, we don't mean that. No, be considerate. But the point of me posting that was to show people that I was human because it's not all hi, look at me, and hi, how are you, and you know, I'm doing the school run today in my high heels, and it's not that. It's I've got a cold, and I feel really crap and uh yeah you know i'm human at the end of the day let's have a, a little recap then and maybe jade's top three places to get content ideas i'm going to pick up on the first one because i think it's brilliant that you mentioned earlier on is having a notebook next to you at all times for when you get that little flash of inspiration yeah definitely that is one of my um I mean, I'm a bit notebook and stationery obsessed anyway um, but, um i know people like to do it on their phones as well but um I don't like to always recommend having the notes section on your on your phone because especially by your bed as well. But notebook and pen. I particularly like pens that have got <laughs> highlighters on the other end of them. The excuse to, to use the pen. Um, but, you know, you, it, it gets very frustrating when you, you, you've you got that idea in your head. And if you're anything like me, it goes in one ear out the other and you forget about it. Um, having that notebook, even to come back to it, um, you know, close that book. I mean, I've got hundreds that you can go back to these notebooks where you might have written you know, ideas and never ever use them, but they were more relevant now. I mean, it's just a no-brainer, really. Definitely a notebook by your bedside. And, and what about what about any other top tips for for places to go to get great ideas for stuff you can post? Whilst I don't recommend obviously spending all your days on social media and going down that rabbit hole, I do think when you're scrolling through, pick out like two or three things of um, ideas that you like that other people have done. Um, 
as well so um, especially there's a few people that I follow that have got nothing to do in my industry um, they're quite well known in, in their specific industry and I absolutely love their style I love the way they come across I love um, you know the, the just certain ideas that they've got and um, I start thinking about how I can use what, what they're doing in, in my industry and um, I always take inspiration from others on there because obviously if we're trying to find content for social media the best place to find that is on social media um, I would also say the curator Curated content is really important in your industry. So you can actually go into Google and um, set up your Google settings um, for um, keywords that are specific to the content that you want to put out there. So it could be location based, it could be industry based, um, and then Google will alert you when that content is um, relevant. It could be a newspaper article, it could be um, something that's on the news, um, and then you can curate that content into a separate folder and come back to it when you want to you know fill in I say fill in the gaps you know with relevant content um that's something I definitely recommend how many is that is that three? Oh, yeah that, that, is, that is three that's three yeah, the, that's brilliant they're brilliant three brilliant ideas so many great ideas and uh, and now we move on uh, we have a set of questions we finish off every episode with. Uh, it's usually the same questions uh, with every episode, but we've kind of shuffled them around and uh, refreshed them uh, for summer 2021 as we're into now our second year of podcasting, Claire. I know, I know, our second year. Congrats, guys. So uh, a new set of questions, some old, some new. Uh, so let's start off with our favourite, one of our favourites. Jade, what's your favourite smell? Right, well, this is actually quite a difficult one, but I'm going to go for sun cream. When I smell it, it takes me back to the beach, obviously, and the sunshine and that sticky feeling that you get when you've had a whole day at the beach and you can't wait to get in that cold shower. Yeah, that's lovely. We've said before how often these smells are attached to an emotional memory. Uh, So the next uh, question is, what about your favourite biscuit? Anything with chocolate, really. But currently I am devouring (laughs) these um, biscuits and they're called, I think they're called Prince, Prince Biscuits. And they're like two plain digestive biscuits, but in the middle is chocolate. And I don't know if they're new or, but I found them in the supermarket. My my kids call them the inside out biscuits because they're like two plain biscuits. Could you not just get two regular chocolate digesters and stick them together? <laughs> oh, well, there's a problem. <laughs> Would that not be the same thing? I think there's something about the crumbling of the two plain biscuits. This, is that what happened in Mavitis? They're like, you're like, oh, I've accidentally put these biscuits. To- oh, there's an idea. <laughs> yeah, but see, I can hear it in my head, but <laughs> I don't know if it's a new thing. But see, somebody somebody got the idea from somewhere and thought, why don't we turn that into a biscuit? So that's what's current. That's what I currently like, um, and I'm also a bit partial to a, a bourbon. Okay, so uh, thank you, Jade. Lots of ideas. Um, I've made lots of notes, and um, thank you for explaining it. And uh, you know, so um, authentic, authentically, and uh, giving us some ideas and a lot to think about. So it makes it much more straightforward. So thank you. Um, so if people would like to get in touch with you, um, how do they do that, Jade? Um, they can do that by visiting my website, which is www.social-ally.co.uk. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. I took from that that actually the thought process that is so often made more complicated, it's actually quite straightforward. 
and the marketing ideas and content that we can use is actually right there in front of our faces it's just maybe um, well for myself included been overthinking it a little bit and I just love the way that Jade came up with such organic and uh, natural ideas as to how we can can not only generate our content and come up with ideas but to do it on a consistent basis it was a really enjoyable interview the ideas are right in front of your face but you've got to be able to see them and like we said earlier on if you're thinking about it too hard and sitting down looking at a blank piece of paper there's a fair chance you're not going to come up with many ideas because you're trying to like we said earlier on <clears throat> like we said earlier on you're trying to squeeze them out uh, you've got to let them come out naturally and having that notepad by the side of you uh, jotting down ideas as they come to you even if at the time they don't feel like they fit into what you're doing if you've got a great idea you think oh I love maybe you've seen someone else do a post or something you think oh I love that and you, you, you scribble it down and tuck it away somewhere and then uh, when you come to put your content together then all those things come back into your head and you can start making use of them uh, really interesting topic and I'm glad that we've covered it because I know a lot of people get stuck with this yeah um, and it, I think we, well, we referred to it earlier is about unlocking that part of your thinking process um, and your brain and really training your brain to think in a slightly different way and I think like with everything it comes down with practice and self-awareness and um, it's really yeah opened my eyes to a, a, a lot more content that can be used that actually was staring me straight in the face without me realising yeah and it's a muscle it's one of those things that you have to stretch and use regularly and the more you use it uh, the more ideas you'll get and the more you'll see ideas in things that you didn't even know were ideas in the first place i mean back in the day they used to call this writer's block didn't they when you used to struggle to come up with ideas and it there was a there was a name for it so this is not a new concept it's just working with a new platform yeah and like everything you know we don't know how to do it until we try and we experiment with these things and yeah practice makes perfect i guess so the idea of the podcast if you have bumped into us for the first time the idea of the podcast is to offer advice and help for small businesses so if you're maybe this year thinking about starting a new business from scratch if you've been running a business for maybe a year two or three years there's always room for learning and we try and have a different expert on every week to cover a different aspect or answer a different problem or solve a different problem that uh, many small businesses bump into and it doesn't matter whether you're in the uk with us or you're in the states or canada or wherever you are every small business comes across the same problems don't they they do no matter what industry you're in um, and whatever service you're providing there is always consistent challenges and very often do revolve around how we portray our message out to our audience and how we can make sure that those messages work for us and work for them as well so as we head into our second year of the podcast we'd like your help if there's a question or a problem that you'd like solving let us know about it and we'll go and find the right person who can answer all the questions and give you and everyone else the advice that you need to be able to push your business beyond where you are at the moment or get you through that sticking point and the other place you can come and join us is in our, in our clubhouse room if you're not already on the clubhouse platform uh, we're on clubhouse at 11 o'clock called it's called the big little business club and we might talk about business we might not but if you have a problem that you want us to solve then um, that's the place to get in touch with us or there are other places too claire right yeah there certainly is you can find us through our website biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're also on linkedin and facebook too and if you go to our website biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk leave us your email address and we'll keep you posted on what we're doing i'll drop you in uh, drop you a little newsletter in your inbox every monday too so that pretty much does it i think we're all done here 
Um, do you want to do you want to do the um, do you want to do, do the close? Didn't we just do that? <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say, Claire? You know, and you, you, you now now's your chance to. Um, if you, you you've got a song you want to sing or anything, maybe a little you know your party piece you do at the end, maybe. I, I think the idea is to gain listeners, not to lose them. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> I'm not going to sing Happy Birthday. Thank I've God for that. I've got a recorder behind me. I could play it on the recorder. No, no, that's that's quite all right. Oh, Thank you. Okay, anyway, then. anyway, we're suddenly we've run out of time. been listening to the big little business show with paul mumford and claire horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via itunes spotify tune in and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on facebook too just search for big little business show